Welcome to the Digital Profits Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow your business faster using paid traffic and SEO. Each episode will feature a breakdown of digital marketing trends and answers to your burning questions that will provide actionable takeaways to make your marketing better. So join us, Ben Page, Ray Sawbell, and Blake John, as we guide you on your journey to higher profits. Remember to join the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com and get ready to profit in three, two, one. Hey squad, I'm here today with the whole crew. We've got Blake. Hey squad. Ray. Hello. And myself, Ben. And have you ever felt like you didn't know what to create? And I'm talking about online marketing. You're going to launch a new ad campaign. You're going to start a newsletter or a blog, or you need to get next week's social media posts out and you're just totally stuck. Well then listen to today's episode because we are going to cover actionable steps to multiply your content ideas. And I think if you spend time on these steps, this research, this process, you can create a near infinite well to draw from for inspiration. So guys, let's jump right into it. We want to talk about some of these different ways to do research to start to inform your approach because, you know, big picture, we want to get a landscape of what's already existing out there and what's possible related to your topic, your product, your service, your business. So what are some obvious kind of starting points for that research? I think one good starting point that you can glean a lot of insights from is social listening. And really, in particular, it's going to the places where your customers are currently, like a forum, for example, Reddit, Twitter. There might be something other, more related to your niche or your industry where customers live. And just seeing, like, what are they talking about? What topics are trending within these forums to get a really good idea of where you should be and what kind of topics that you could cover and really like solve the questions that they're asking. Yeah. And like to build on that, it's like, again, putting yourself in your customer's shoes, where do they hang out? So if they're on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, a lot of these methods are going to involve like putting on like your like spy hat and being like, okay, let's go infiltrate like the YouTube comments or let's go look at this thread and let's see like what common questions are or common issues or themes or trends. And that'll kind of help develop additional ideas as to like, how can I answer that question or how can I build upon that idea? There's a lot of different viewpoints that you can take once you start, you know, engaging with content yourself. Got it. So you guys are saying for your business, your service, you know, first kind of know who your ideal customer is and take a guess, where might they be hanging out online? And then you want to go to that place and see what people like them are saying about this topic. What questions do they have? What complaints do they have? What thoughts and feelings are they sharing in different forms? (laughs) Right? Yeah. One thing that just popped into my head that might be interesting too, this is maybe jumping over, but like competitor reviews would be an interesting place where you could probably glean some insights. Like you could maybe read their negative reviews and say, oh, there's, yeah, oh, there's a big issue with quality. Well, we should develop content or our next ad should be really hit this point, drive this point home because we're seeing our competitors are having issues in this area. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, this approach works generally just globally. But another idea, let's say you're a local based business, right? You could go on the social platforms, you could go on Facebook and what are people in your community talking about? You know, even if it's not related to your business, that's kind of another angle is like Ray 
in prep for the show, we were talking about localize the content, yep. right? So it's like, what's going on in the community that you could tie into maybe the events sports or sport, or right? School weather. or different organizations, right? And so you could like spin any or all of your content offers, ads, whatever to be more local based. Yep. That's another angle. Yeah. But I love, I mean, there are whole platforms out there to do this social listening, to scan at scale, the comments of different social platforms. And like, even I think Hootsuite, right? Ray has some capabilities to monitor hashtags and, and conversation threads on different hashtags. Yep. Yeah. So pretty interesting, but Blake, I love the direction you were headed looking at reviews generally competitor reviews or your own. These are uniquely valuable because they're in the language of the customer, which is kind of the end game of what all this content is being created for, you know, in the first place is to, to add value out there in the world and, and hopefully connect people with certain kinds of problems to solutions that you can offer to them. What are some other, you know, examples that come to mind? Yeah. And I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, like for, okay. <laughs> for in our outline here, it was an idea that popped into my mind that I just wanted to make sure I got out there. But I, testimonials and reviews are just an extremely powerful way. And if you're not currently monitoring those for your own, like your own reviews, you should. But I really do think there could be a lot of value in actually taking some time to review your competitive reviews. As I mentioned, I'm thinking about ads in particular, like if there's a key issue where a competitor, like that a competitor is having with their product or their service, that is kind of like, there's a trend in, in their reviews. Lots of people are saying, oh, you know, this was great, but we had issues with XYZ. You could really drive the point home. Like if, you, if this is something that's important to you, we can solve it for you. Like we can deliver that and, and sort of kind of one up your competitor in a way. Yeah. I mean, talking about like ads specifically, like any type of UGC or user generated content is very valuable because Ben, to your point, it's tied into exactly how your customer is speaking. And then you can take that language, infuse it some way into your ad copy or your landing page or your content, whatever. And it's coming from their perspective. And then you can use that language and speak to potential new customers with, with that exact same language. So it's very valuable. Yeah. And let's back up a little bit because we're, we're talking about researching different platforms, different media, different conversations, reviews on the topic and services that you offer, right? So I'd recommend at the outset, start a spreadsheet, start a Google Doc, and you're literally just starting to go through these platforms and documenting what you're finding. There are other tools, for instance, BuzzSumo, where you can enter a topic and it will return the top articles and social media posts about that given topic. And it will also bring in some of the underlying data about what's performing best around that topic. But, you know, just very basic, right? Start a document. Now you're on Twitter and you're doing hashtag research around this topic of the service that you offer and noting down, you know, the complaints or maybe even throwing links into the posts or the comments, or whatever, right? So you're, you're collecting this over time with the goal of identifying patterns and then like Blake, what you're getting into here is saying you want to really lean into your unique selling proposition. So if you do great on service or quality or whatever, and you're seeing this pattern again and again and again, people are complaining about some of these elements that you thrive in, you know, that would be an idea to, to kind of bring forth. But in this vein of cataloging what you're finding in the research phase, we didn't mention this yet, 
cataloging the different formats of media, I use that broadly, that you're encountering. So it's like, hey, text, or this is a social media thread. This was an image. This was a meme. This was a video. This was a short, you know, or a reel. Really helpful because one of the levers you can pull with multiplying your content is format. And so you could, you know, like one idea of value creation is like, what if you could take the best article created on a whole subject and distill it down into a meme? And suddenly that could take off, right? It's kind of a silly example. Or you could take a really lengthy 60 minute long vlog on some topic and you can make it super simple and easy to understand and put it in a 15 second YouTube short, you know, and that could take off because you're adding value. You're making it simple and more convenient for people. So what else? What are some other ways of doing research to just kind of get this pulse on what's even possible out there, right? Because you're kind of staring. It's And a lot of people, too, will say, look, I've got the means. I'll write the words. I'll, I've got the camera. I'll record the video or I've got the designer. I'll make the banner at whatever, right? But they just need direction on what is it that I should produce. Yeah, I think if I think we stay in the same lane here a little bit and talk more about like competitor intelligence and doing some additional research. There's a few in particular for like ad formats and and whatnot that I think we can lean into, but from my perspective kind of more of an SEO perspective, I'm thinking literally just doing an analysis to understand what types of content that your competitors are currently creating. And that can include video, that can include social posts, blog posts, whatever it might be. Um, because if they're pushing out a certain type of content, there's a really strong possibility that maybe you should be doing something similar. There could be key topics that they're really leaning into, and you should probably boil those to the top for yourself. But in particular, a keyword gap analysis is a really valuable type of research that you can do to understand where your competitor has coverage from an SEO perspective and where you're like weak or just like not really performing or just off the map entirely. And a keyword gap analysis is something that you you probably would need SEMrush or Ahrefs to complete. Like those are the two predominant tools that I would recommend for that. But really, what if you think about a Venn diagram, what they do is they have your circle, your competitor circle, and then they mash them up and say, here's the overlap. Here's where you're doing really well. And here's where your competitors are doing really well. And you can really get a really like a strong comprehensive outlook on where the gaps are and where you can start to develop additional content. And that's from a like what keywords is each website ranking for organically? And then you smash those together and maybe there's a 20% overlap. Well, that means you've got some opportunity to expand the kinds of content you're creating. And I'll say this again, if, you, if you're not ready to onboard a whole bunch of more software platforms that do this deep intelligence research, it could be as simple as, again, Google Doc, right? And, and you go to your three competitor sites, you go to their blog, you go to their Facebook and, and maybe sign up for their newsletter. And again, just bullet points, you know, what topics are they covering? And, and you can make your own Venn diagram. You know, here are the eight topics I have in my blog. My three competitors have boom, 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 A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, and then, oh, great. Now there's, you know, there's 50% overlap, but, oh, I overlooked this key one, you know, one or two maybe are not relevant to what I'm doing. That's another opportunity. Yeah. And I think to back up to just like putting yourself in like your potential customer's shoes is signing up for something like a newsletter is just so big. Going through the checkout process, if they're an e-commerce business, getting entered into like the remarketing funnels, there's so much value in just going to someone's site going through it. And then you're able to see the different offers, messaging, different perspectives that they may have that you may have a gap on. So I think there's just a lot of value there. Yeah. And Ray, do you want to talk briefly about competitor ads buying? 
as another piece, right? Because we can see visibly, like just as a member of the public, we can go to the website and see the blog, sign up for the newsletter. We can see their Facebook posts. What about their ads? Right. So if, if you go to Google right now or Bing, your favorite search engine, you can just search for f- Facebook ad library. And once you do that, you can type in the name of your competitor. And then within this tool, you'll be able to see a list of every single Facebook ad that is running for whatever competitor you type in. Now, there are some ethical and but I would assume legal like legalities to like consider. You don't want to just straight up like copy something and paste it in and do the same exact type of thing, but you can get a really good idea back to your spreadsheet example. You can make a catalog of like, here's the type of ads that they're running from a bottom of funnel standpoint or from top of funnel. You can really kind of map things out and see all the different types of ads that are running. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be helpful in these cases for social posts, for ad copies and so on. Literally just screenshot it, drop that into your Google Doc. Because again, like we're talking about this, this research phase, but next you've got to sort of filter all of that raw material and, and identify the pattern and then come up, you know, we're treating this in a scientific way. It's like, what do you think is going to resonate the most? Or, you know, here are 50 ideas of what you could create. What should we create? What has the highest probability of succeeding in whatever format we're going for, whether that's a blog or an ad, right? Yeah, that's interesting. What about, let's talk about internal, external sources of information, because those can be extremely powerful. Sometimes they're a little bit more qualitative, I would say, but they're closer to home. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about this before recording today and just like if you have a sales team getting in touch with them and listening to the different types of customer complaints, issues, common problems that may be coming up is a really big value add. It's like a phone call is, you know, actually talking to your customer versus somebody like leaving you a a review. So like this is like just getting all of those common problems and issues and then trying to tackle them and consider building content around that. Yeah, I'll just add on to that and say that those people like your sales team or your product team have a direct line of communication with your customer. And it's like some of the feedback that you can get there is just totally invaluable. And it's a resource that you should lean into. And what I'll also add to that is if you have inklings or there's certain types of information that you want to get from a customer, like you can go to your sales team and say, Hey, consider asking a question, just a question, a quick question about this, whatever thing, like we're seeing this, you know, in the forums, we're seeing a lot about this. Like, is that really an issue for people like, or what have you? And then they can bring it up in their sales calls or, or whatever it is when they sync up you can get really, really valuable information just from those conversations. Yeah, this is like a different topic probably, but it's like you can put surveys out to your customers. There's like NPS surveys, things like that. You can pull your current customer base, get a list of questions, and then potentially find some blind spots there just by soliciting feedback. Yeah, and again, to make it very basic mode, Google Forms, right? Or something like that. I don't know, SurveyMonkey, if they have a free thing, maybe. Right, but just like a three-question thing where you're soliciting feedback. But the idea is like internally, anyone that's got a customer interfacing role, spending time with them, hearing from them, just listening, right? What are they describing that customers are saying? And then also voice of customer itself through surveys, through interviews, through your own reviews on Google, on G2, on Facebook, whatever it is, or even just like listening. If you're in in in-person format, hey, what did you think about everything today? Just really, you know, value the honesty and will help us to improve our operations or our content or whatever, right? And and also like support tickets. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the inverse of a positive review or, you know, again, like what issues are 
our folks having. Because again, it's like, so you, you kind of landscape all this terrain, you do all this research, you've collected things in a Google document, and now you're looking for those patterns to help inform. And once you do, you can begin to put your own spin on it. You know, we talked about like format and we talked about when I say your own spin, I mean, putting like your unique selling proposition into that topic, you know, like here's how we look at SEO, you know, through these core values or with these principles, or here's why this matter, you know, whatever. But like, what are other ways that you can create novel, helpful content? Now that you've done the research, you have a hypothesis about what could work the best. You know, it's like now we're in this multiplication stage. So what do you guys think? Any approaches that have worked for ideating, you know, blogs, ad copies, etc.? Well, I think the main like one of the main takeaways of this is to always put yourself in the shoes of your customer, like you said, Ray, because at the end of the day, you want to solve their need. You want to like make sure that you're helping them and adding value, whatever it is. And so I think sometimes you, you're so close to your own business and you're so close to like what you do that you sometimes forget to take a step back and like look at things from the perspective of a customer. Just always keep that in mind because it's incredibly important. And that's especially SEO, like that's ultimately how you win is really, really understanding the need that a user has when they, you know, complete their query, what they're looking for, and then like meeting that to the highest expectation. Like that's how you, that's how you rank. Although there's a lot more involved in that, but like that is at the core of, of what like SEO is. Like that's what you need to do. Yeah. The way I think about it is you, Ben, you talked about this earlier, but repurposing your content in some way. So if you're recording a podcast, make sure you do a social media post and some shorts. If you're doing a blog post, do a couple social posts and maybe consider like reformatting it in some way. We haven't talked a lot about like other tools that you can use like AI. Like that's obviously a big one. And we have a couple episodes dedicated to that. So I would recommend leveraging AI in some way to like multiply your content. There's a lot of things to consider there, which we won't probably dive into now, but there's ways you can use AI to make your process more efficient and, and quick. Yeah. And other frameworks that I enjoy using are things like the hero's journey or story brand. I'll kind of workshop that if I'm creating ad concepts where, you know, you've got your customer is the hero, they've got a problem, you know, and, and usually there are one to five core problems perhaps that, you know, you can help them solve, you know, or different ways they would describe that problem. And then thinking about the different ways you can step them through that problem to an outcome. And then so if you do that broadly and you like list out, you know, your ideal customer, the issues they're facing, then you kind of think about you bring in all this research that you've done kind of the best of, then you can you can sort of spin it a little bit and multiply that way. And, and specifically what I mean is like, let's take Facebook ads as an example, Ray. You could say, create, you know, a video ad, a single image ad and a carousel ad. You could have a short copy versus a long copy. The way that you write that copy, you could use AI to multiply, right? But you can also change the kinds of language you're using more, more visual language, more what audio or auditory language or kinesthetic language moving toward success, moving away from pain. You know, like there's different perspectives that you can write that through or kind of set that up through that can produce very, very different results. That's cool. Yeah. More on that probably in a future episode, <laughs> but hopefully for today, we've given you at least enough to get you unstuck some new sources of potential research. And really it's just about doing even spend an hour, you know, do some of that research, create the Google doc, 
start identifying the patterns and then really just narrow it down through the lens of like your customer as the hero and your business as the guide and kind of what sets you apart and and how you can be most helpful. And then thinking about things like format, clarity, completeness, and even bringing your own expertise to bear on that topic that can help you quickly scale or get unstuck in your content creation. Any parting comments or words of advice, guys? One thing that we didn't mention that I just will throw in here toward the end, you can also lean on people also ask in uh, mm. Google SERPs. Mm. Google is spoiling the most commonly engaged with questions, most commonly searched with questions, and people also ask, and you can get some good insights from that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I can think of like three different ways to use that. Even just like each people also ask result becomes like its own social post, which could be a single image. It could be a testimonial of a customer that had that also asked question that you solved and now they're satisfied. It could be a video of your CEO talking to that very issue on a 15 second reel or something like there's so many ways to bring it to life, but yeah, really good addition, Blake. All right, squad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Let us know if this helps you get unstuck or if you need even more ideas, we'll be happy to help. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to us and allows us to help more people and grow the community. Please take a minute right now to subscribe and share this wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com. This will get you insider access, additional tools and swipe files, and help you elevate your marketing game to the next level. Thank you.